Hey girlies, welcome to Crisis Twink, the podcast where we ring the alarm about cultural emergencies. Whether it's a flop album, an insane headline, a problematic fave, or just something that needs to be urgently discussed or you'll die, we're going to revive it and make sure it gets the medical assistance it so desperately needs. My name is Drew Haskins, and I'm the only twink who can save a culture in crisis. Um, hello to all of the new listeners today. I hope you have a fun episode with me and my very, very special guest, Sarah Hillegas. Hello. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you for being here. It's a long time coming. I'm, I'm glad we're it here. It really to, is. <laughs> it's going to be a nice chit chat today. Yes, <laughs> like, I cannot wait. I have to issue a disclaimer that I am like on my last leg today, like just beyond, <laughs> beyond tired. But I was debating whether or not to do like the full like black tea infusion, caffeine infusion for this. And I looked okay. at the time and it was like, too late. <laughs> I'm going to be up until 2.30 if I do this. So, so no caffeine. No caffeine. Like I could have placeboed affected myself with decaf. Okay. But that feels like a very non-derogatory way to say <laughs> this old person maneuver. Yeah. I tried to go to a coffee shop and ask for decaf matcha last week and they mm. laughed at my face and I was like, yeah, that was a dumb question. It's like, I think it's just out. I only ever have it when I'm at <laughs> my grandparents' house. Yeah. They post Because they do post-dinner coffee all the time, which is not, Oh, that's. Cute. I guess that's European. Yeah. That's very like royal or elite. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know about that. It's it's Folgers coffee. We're real Americans, but I no, I like I do like that tradition because I do like the taste of coffee. But it like a young person's not drinking coffee after dinner. They're having hot water with lemon. Hot hot water with lemon. The and Gwyneth Paltrowization of society. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I. I mean, I will say I do do lemon water a lot. And it's great though. I use it as a wake up thing. Yeah. I do it every morning. I think it. Oh, wow. System. Yeah. Okay. You're more hardcore about it than I am. (laughs) Like I don't ever have enough lemons to actually do that consistently. Mm, That's the key. You got to just stock up on lemons. It's all, it's all about shopping, (laughs) cycling or participating in our materialistic society by chopping lemons for our water. Like, but fruit water is such a decadence too, though. Like an after-dinner coffee. It's... Yes. But like, I feel like you can only drink fruit water in the summer. Like, do people drink fruit water in the winter? I think you can do it all year round almost. Like, I, I remember when I was in high school, we used to go to this Model UN conference in D.C. and stay at the D.C. Hilton for a few days mm-hmm. and do like real nerd shit. And they had these like oil drums full of cucumber water Mm. that I thought was the most indulgent thing in the world. And I was like truly like camelbacks full of cucumber water. It was incredible. Whenever I think of cucumber water, I think of Anne Hathaway in Princess Diaries when she has the cucumbers on her eyes Mm -hmm. during her makeover and then she eats them. And that's all I can think about. I saw that movie in theaters when I was five or six and I thought that power was scary <laughs> like the cucumber <laughs> because I, I thought she had bug eyes for a second I'd never seen cucumber eyes represented in media before I wonder I've never like had it done at a salon I wonder if it actually is like a cooling feeling and it feels nice I've only ever done it as a home remedy mm. and not not really like on my own volition. Like I had a host, I had a host mom when I was in Serbia who made me do it every weekend because she said- like a weird like kink. (laughs) She also had me, she also had me drink carrot juice or carrot soup, one of the two, every single day because she thought I wasn't getting enough vitamin D because I was sunburned so much. (laughs) 
She was the real Gwyneth Paltrow. She was, but the carrot soup actually worked though. Hmm. I stopped getting burned like immediately and then fell off when I got back to school. Cause like, where are you getting carrot soup in a height or like a college cafeteria? So just, yeah. and I'm burnt to this day. Slop. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It's just slop. But all right, I think we better move on to our first segment. Okay. So we're gonna play "Go Call the Governor." For all the first-time listeners, I am going to present you, Sarah, with three cultural scenarios from recent and/or ancient history, and you're going to decide whether or not the governor needs to be called. Okay. There are no wrong answers, but your choice is binary. Does the governor need to be called or not? Great. Cool. Are we ready to play? I think so. All right. This first one should be pretty easy. Um, Rihanna is pregnant and ASAP Rocky is the father. Does the governor need to be called? So I think the governor doesn't need to be called for the fact that she's pregnant, but the governor needs to be called about her outfit in the middle of a winter storm okay. in New York. So your issue is with the functionality of the garment. I love the outfit. Let it be known, yeah. I love it. But I have a lot of questions and yeah. concerns, maybe. It's definitely, I mean, it's a stage photo shoot for sure. Like these are not like candid yes. shots. And I read on Vulture today that the, hold on, let me pull up this article because I do not want to cite this figure without. <laughs> These photos cost $1,500 per photo. Is that a lot for a photo? It is. It's not, not insane. Like I think when Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie sold their baby photos, yeah. They went for, I believe, $750,000. Holy crap. So $1,500 a piece is a lot, though. Yeah. Not insane, but a lot. But, like, um, I thought it would be a lot more casual of a shot. Like, I remember when Beyonce just posted on her Instagram that she was pregnant. Yeah, I, this definitely reminded me of Beyonce with twins. And yeah. I was like, everyone's going to be wearing this pink jacket for Halloween, like, the and exposed pregnancy belly <laughs> and like all the party city rhymes the jewels. on top. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do. I mean, the outfit's good. It's like um, vintage Chanel pink coat. Yes. She looks great. She always looks great. Yeah. Makeup on point hair. Amazing. The sh- Is she wearing shoes? I've been looking all day to try to find the shoes that she's wearing. So <laughs> she's wearing like... I guess they're pants. Legally, they are pants <laughs> in that they are two fabric sleeves worn around the lower body. But the the cuff of them, you know, in Star Wars, that <laughs> I, I feel like I've lost you already. <laughs> but in Star Wars, there are I those don't know Rihanna's pants and Star Wars add up. But I'm well. I'm ready bear with to me hear. here. They look like um the big drill or the big like ships that like walk like horses the four-legged things not Ewoks no no not Ewoks (laughs) Ewoks are like the little teddy bears I don't know there's okay so the cuffs of these pants have four prongs going out of them and they're like flares so the pants are like connected to the shoe I couldn't see the shoe I would have to assume that the shoe is there because like she's not going to walk barefoot in New York City slush in late January. I would hope not either. But like, I'm I'm also very curious at the end of this photo shoot what the bottom of the denim looked like. Oh, you could see in the (laughs) shoot there was soil, (laughs) some mud, like all around. Like it, those are not like. Those are, that's, those are editorial pants for like a photo only, like an indoor photo, not what they were used for. Um, That's like the problem with jeans right now is no one knows with winter how they're going to look with like slush on the bottom. No, like thank God for my (laughs) bean boots. Cause like, I, I mean, I look crazy. Like I look 
like a Russian saber dancer with my <laughs> with my like pants tucked in my boots. But like I have uh, had dirty cuffs this entire winter and I would consider that a win. A small dirty win, cuffs. but a win. <laughs> um how do you have any particular thoughts about ASAP Rocky? Because the Twitter, the prevailing historical opinion about him is that he's pretty corny. And I could not tell you why, but people were weirdly disappointed by this news today. Oh, that's a shame. I, I feel agree. like a, ba- a baby is exciting no matter what. Um, I agree. I think he has an adorable smile. Mm-hmm. I I think he struck gold with Rihanna, so. Well, who like, wouldn't? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. I mean, yeah, he's corny. I, I read that this was like in their hometown or his, like he was from yeah. Harlem. So like in his neighborhood, like it's cute. It's homey. I mean, it's staged, so it's not that authentic. It is. But like, yeah. <laughs> it looks I, like I w- she was like plopped from like a beautiful alien planet and just like landed with a burst of color. On but. 125th street. Like <laughs> yeah. I... No, she like she definitely looks beautiful and I'm really happy for them. Like it's I the only thing I was surprised by was selling the photos to as a people exclusive, which feels like uh I hate to say it, a B-list celebrity move. I, I was gonna say, yeah, like do people still sell their like baby pictures to people for the cover all the time there's I mean there's a thrive that's a thriving way to make money oh yeah it's just the quality of celebrity in the Instagram age has declined because more and more celebrities are able to like monetize their pregnancy announcements on Instagram yeah Yeah. like I um the actress Danielle Brooks from Orange is the New Black I remember Mm -hmm had a fully sponsored pregnancy reveal courtesy of clear blue pregnancy tests. Mm, And I think she's getting more money to do that than she would have, if she had sold the photos to people or us weekly or any of these, like the kind of person you see doing people exclusives is in other tabloid exclusives are like duck dynasty people. (laughs) It's not, (laughs) it's not as, it's not as highbrow. So that's why I was like, Rihanna, this is a weird, weird way is to she, do this. Is she bringing back like tabloids for the A-listers? Like are Nick and Priyanka going to have their exclusive baby pictures to people? That wouldn't surprise me about them. But are they B-list? I think they are A-list, but they always feel B-list to me for some reason. <laughs> but I think that's just because I've never really connected with either of them on like a taste level. I feel that. But we love love. <laughs> we, we support love. We, we love support love. Babies. We love babies. <laughs> yes. This is a baby-friendly podcast. If, if I can ever look as glamorous as Rihanna with One Day I Am Pregnant and you best believe I'll be wearing jewels like that. I can't wait. You can replicate the look <laughs> in like a pink Patagonia puffer, like <laughs> putting a Chicago land spin. I will be wearing boots. For yeah. the <laughs> yeah. And those cuffs are going to be jammed in those. Boots. <laughs> like, they sure are. Uh, all right. Let's move on to the next cultural scenario. Groundhog day. Does the governor Love need it. to be called? We don't need to call the governor for Groundhog's Day. I feel like we know what we're expecting. It's no big deal. They're going to tell us there's more winter always in the Midwest. Yeah. I feel like. And it's just a random day to be like silly. So I feel like don't involve the governor, you know? I I 100% agree. I Groundhog <laughs> Day is maybe my favorite weird American holiday. Mm-hmm if only for the groundhog of it all. Like, I just love them as an animal and I'm glad that they get a chance to just be in the spotlight for once. And not be like annoying because I feel like normally when you think about groundhogs, they're like ruining your garden. Oh yeah, they're pests. And this is like the first day that they get like 
justice for groundhogs like people kind of like them yeah I and like there's good pieces of culture out of it like the Groundhog Day movie is great a classic fantastic what else is there to say I mean Punxsutawney a fabulous name (laughs) Punxsutawney Phil even more fabulous is is that the town right it's the town that sounds like it would be the town of someone's like fake ID address, you know? Oh, like, yeah. Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania. I feel like because everyone knows what Punxsutawney is from Groundhog Day, like I feel like if yeah. you actually say you're from there, you would get your ID like shredded at the door. Yeah. My fake ID was from Scranton, Pennsylvania, though. And okay. I think that's where like, isn't the office set there? The office is set there. Yeah. So that, Which, that's like a big city though. Like that's a little bit more plausible. Yeah, I guess Punxsutawney is a little. <laughs> I think, I think uh, President Biden's from Scranton too, actually. So right. two luminary <laughs> is Joe Biden and Sarah Hill, I guess. Um, the only Groundhog Day like adjacent cultural event that I do think needs the governor called on them is the time do you know about the time Bill de Blasio dropped a groundhog (laughs) no but that doesn't shock me he dropped a lot of things he drops a ball on a lot of things (laughs) (laughs) he did well I I think it's been almost a decade but Staten Island of the Punxsutawney of the the five New York it gets worse (laughs) (laughs) they, they have their own groundhog day and mm-hmm. a very mean, I, I'd have to imagine, Italian groundhog named Staten Island <laughs> Chuck. Oh, you don't want to mess with a Chuck from Staten Island. No, you don't. <laughs> um, <sighs> and so... In, That's the groundhog, Chuck? Yeah, yep. So Does on he Feb- wear a chain? <laughs> like a collar? It's like All Saints necklace. <laughs> is like Italian horns no he has um he's just you know a normal groundhog just a little bit more curmudgeonly so apparently on February 2nd 2014 okay Bill de Blasio dropped Staten Island Chuck oh gosh and a week later Chuck died in the hospital (laughs) oh was it less he concussed like <laughs> it was some sort of blunt force trauma yeah acute internal injuries consistent with a fall oh my god okay oh and then well and how did de blasio not get charged for animal endangerment i think could have gotten rid of him sooner apparently so i'm on the wikipedia page right now chuck has a history <laughs> of violence oh. so Wait, this is the craziest was story. There, was there a fight? Did a fight break out? So in 2009, he bit Mayor Michael Bloomberg. So, oh. so he's violent. He's like, he's like a bar rat. He like, he showed up is on... He trying to become the next mayor? I guess, like a hostile takeover. <laughs> um, so in 2013, Mayor Bloomberg didn't come back because of this animosity, this vendetta. So in 2014, they replaced Staten Island Chuck with his granddaughter, Charlotte, oh. and just called her Chuck. <laughs> and Charlotte is the one who died. So this is, so, so this is violence against women now, too. <laughs> we need to bring this back into existence. Yeah, especially be, they're, now they're like the New York Post accused them of a cover up. I mean the governor's office people need to know about charlotte yes and her alter ego i guess this is so yeah (laughs) i i I, i'm really upset by all this (laughs) like i didn't know the. i just thought he dropped the groundhog i didn't realize this was there was like a history of like intergenerational groundhog trauma so is the new mayor of new york gonna go see the new chuck in staten island on wednesday i hope not 
that Oof. that mayor seems <laughs> like if there's a mayor who's gonna actually like get in a fist fight with the groundhog, <laughs> like it's Eric Adams. Um, Who knows? Or, it's two two twenty two, so it's gonna be a weird day. It is. Oh, that's when this episode's coming out. And that's Groundhog's Day. Oh my God! Oh. Wow, serendipity. <laughs> what a be- wow! What a beautiful circle, cyclical moment. Um, okay. And last scenario here, Tom Brady is retiring. Does the governor need to be called? Allegedly. I don't think he's officially confirmed it. I think the governor needs to be called because yeah, it's not confirmed and there's chaos. Um, and I think people in the sports world care a lot, I guess. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I feel like it's time he's older yeah and we have a new like Giselle tweeting like harassing things right on Twitter Mm -hmm. about her man so I feel like Giselle can step down as well as Tom I I would like that very much if she did (laughs) um yeah I it's twofold here like I hate it when the same people win all the time in sports because it makes it boring. Mm-hmm. And Tom Sport or Tom Sports, God, Tom Brady <laughs> has been winning consistently and constantly since we were literally five years old. Yeah, which is bothersome. <laughs> and two, I just hate him. I, I I find him so like obnoxious. Like the Trump support was obviously horrible, and like he doesn't eat red fruits because they affect his metabolism and like his gameplay, which sounds like weird steroid stuff to me, but allegedly, I don't know. Do you think Trump will bring him onto his team for the 2024? I think this is where it all goes back to Kim and Kanye. I think if, (laughs) if they, if Giselle is smart, she will have seen what happened there with Kanye's dabbles in republicanism yes and just steer him clear from public office i'm sure he'll just go work at like espn as an analyst or like Mm -hmm. maybe try to do movies yeah pull lebron and do like a space jam 2 kind of kind of (laughs) deal be cute i guess i don't know i just don't i don't i don't think he has an ounce of charisma he's like obviously like the greatest quarterback of all time whatever but like yeah he's kind of like like he's talented obviously yeah he's like you know when kim kardashian hosted snl and she like did her like dancing in the skits and like that girl has no rhythm for the life of her like literally bopped from side to side no i could see him being like that as like an actor or like just nothing going on like yeah nice to look at but like the ceiling should maybe be the mass singer but otherwise <laughs> like just get him in the broadcast booth i don't know do you watch sex in the city have we talked I about do. this okay. i do so well, again just like that or sex in the city well the original the for yes. the purposes of this so we have now met natasha who okay. always ahead if you haven't watched this I was a dumbass and had not watched this show until literally two weeks ago. And it's perfect. It's the best show on television. Um, And all those women are my best friends. So we just got to Natasha. Natasha was married to Tom Brady. Wait, is that Biggs? Biggs Um, wife. Biggs wife. Okay. Yeah. The tall, like black hair or brunette. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That actress was married to Tom Brady. Is that Bridget? Bridget Moynihan. Yeah. And he left her while she was pregnant for Giselle Bündchen. And she's a good looking girl too. She's gorgeous. Like she, I think she was, she was a working supermodel in the nineties before she pivoted into acting Mm. and she's still in acting. I think she's on that TV show, um, Blue Bloods Mm. on it's about cops cops and the people who love them (laughs) I was gonna say I don't know if that's my demographic no it's like one of those CBS shows that like your uncle watches Hmm. 
and it's been on for a million years but has she commented on the tom she i think she signed an insane nda Mm. because she doesn't talk about him at all but i would have to imagine that whatever like settlement there was was pretty hefty and like the kid i think their son is the one that Tom always kisses on the lips for whatever reason. <laughs> so I think his name is Jack. I don't know why I know that. Right? Yeah. Isn't it Jack? That sounds about right. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that was just a, I forgot that um, Bridget Moynihan was in Sex and the City and it made me think about all that all over again. Do we think that if Tom retires, he will stop kissing his son on the lips in public? <laughs> I, I think we just won't see it <laughs> like, behind closed I, door I, stuff maybe I don't know I mean it is it is everything he does just so off-putting to me and that is like <laughs> it's it's weird pod person behavior and I've just I've never understood it but I don't know I'm glad he's retiring I hope like new people will yeah come on and be fun Peyton Manning was on SNL over the weekend and he was like so fun and funny and I'm like Tom you will never be no Peyton will never be like that I feel like it's like you follow tennis right Mm -hmm. and like Rafa won the Australian Open this weekend yep which I think everyone's now like you know the big three in tennis they're all getting old too it's like, yeah. when are they going to retire? Like, if Tom Brady steps down, is ever, are all the other old guys going to be like, okay, we can do it too. Like, there is life after. I, yeah, I, I'm definitely ready for new men's tennis players to win for sure. And I've been saying that for like eight years now. <laughs> like, it's just, it's, I, I, um, I saw some statistic that was like, 30 out of the last 34 men's Grand Slam tournaments, like the Australian Open, French Open, Wimbledon, US Open, have been won by the same four people, which is insane. Yeah. Like women's is a lot more fun because like it's new, new people all the time. Like Serena obviously was like so dominant for a long time, but like still new people and, you know, you got to shake it up a little bit. Um, Yeah keeps the culture I mean, she's, fresh she's probably one half of the last 30 but yeah definitely I mean she she won like four or five in a row at one point which is yeah crazy a feat greatest of all time yeah. um all right well I think we got to take a quick break and we will be right back great Hi everyone. Before we get started with today's episode, I just wanted to let you know that you can now support Crisis Twink with a small monthly donation to help support future episodes and operating costs. There's absolutely no pressure to do this. Culture Pig and Crisis Twink will always be free, but any and all donations are highly appreciated. If you go to the show notes in whatever platform you're using to listen to this podcast, there should be a link marked listener support, and you can choose to contribute however much you want in just an easy monthly donation. So if that is something that you want to do, which, you know, I mean, very chic look for you to do that, very sexy, very cool to be financially generous. Come on, sugar daddy. Yes. Yes, God. Hunty slunty slay, I say. Um, It would be really nice if you did it. So, and it is very unhinged to be doing this. And everything I just said for the past like 10 seconds is so unhinged. But uh, yeah, absolutely try doing a donation if you can. Thanks. And on with the show. And we are back. Let's move on to this episode's cultural emergency. Sarah, what are you rushing to the ER today? I think we talk about love in the time of COVID and pandemic dating, because I think COVID has made us all weird social creatures and online dating specifically has, uh, you know, gotten more prevalent and it is weird. And people need to know how to survive out there. 
myself included. And there's just a lot that, you know, could be done to make this a better dating environment. Certainly. Um, I mean, the dating pool is crazy enough in non-COVID times. (laughs) And (laughs) after a period where we all collectively forgot how to socialize and just act like real people, I feel like the dating pool is full of rabid weasels. <laughs> no or good. Or ground or, or <laughs> ground. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I think that the dating pool has always been overwhelming. And now it's like overwhelmingly, I don't know, not messed up, but overwhelmingly sensitive triggered everything nothing is okay yeah everyone's trying to put themselves back out there like it's so cliche to say that but like (laughs) and but no one knows how to do it exactly and I mean you've had great success but I have I also (laughs) just got like insanely lucky and like I mean, pandemic also, I mean, I not to get too like personal or whatever on the pod, but like I did also go through a breakup during the pandemic too. Like it's been, I mean, it's been long enough that like there are just full cycles Relationships going have come on. and gone. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, it. I know a lot of people who went through breakups during the past, I mean, God, two years, just because this puts such a strain on relationships. So you have people who are like, stressed out about breaking up with people during this like global catastrophe Mm -hmm. and we're supposed to come in with like beautiful energy like love and light (laughs) (laughs) stuff like it's not it's not a great atmosphere for success Uh, no and it's it's weird like you know on your first date I feel like you're always asked like tell me about your family what do you do for fun now it's like, what did you do during the pandemic? Like, yeah. how did you stay sane? And then it's like, everyone's like, oh, well, like that was really sad. And this is, here's my darkest moment from the pandemic. It's like, you have yeah. to one up each other of like, how terrible was your experience? Yeah, I mean, you usually don't get to the trauma <laughs> dumping portion of the relationship until like weeks to months in. <laughs> and <Yeah>. now- <laughs> We get like a little like amuse bouche of it right on the first date. It's it's very. I mean that is I like I hate saying this too. Like it's so annoying to talk about the pandemic because every we all have this like shared vernacular now about it. That's like, <laughs> it's like normalizing, but also like a little like trivializing at the same time. And I was about to say the new normal, which is a mm-hmm. phrase I have gr- come to hate over yeah. the past two years but like everyone's like that is the new normal though it's it's we can't not talk about the pandemic (laughs) it just like looms over everything well and I think for online dating in particular like I feel like before the pandemic everyone's like I want to meet someone naturally like friends of friends you know and whatever get set up and it's like now it's like who meets someone naturally now like you don't want someone approaching your table no somewhere like you have to be dating online you have to be on the apps or else like as my friends say there's matchmaker maria on tiktok and she's like okay if you don't have a dating profile now that's like not having an email right when like you know the dot-com boom took off and it's like you have to do that that's a really interesting statement And I think I I definitely agree with it. And I think that was even true like four years ago, five years ago. But maybe people are just like coming to terms with it now. Yeah. Like it felt like, um, it felt like you could, like something you could toggle on or off back then. And I guess now like, yeah, I mean, when I was like single through most of last year, I mean, yeah, I like, I had to have all those apps loaded because like, what else are you going to do? <laughs> but I don't know. Yeah. Who is, so tell me more about this matchmaker, Maria, because she sounds like a, a real philosopher <laughs> for our times. Yes, she is the new Gandhi. Um, no, she, <laughs> she is just like the queen of 
talking about, you know, dating apps and giving advice and, you know, telling people it's okay. You go through waves of like wanting to be on the apps and then waves of being like, everyone is terrible. I'd rather just like watch my movie alone than swipe on these apps. Yeah. Um, talk about like the size of the fish you caught, you know? Right. Because with a with a straight man, there's always a fish in a profile. There's always a fish. Um, it sounds like she's doing a little self helpy stuff too. On top of the like, does she do like love line advice, or is it mostly just like how to actually like mentally steal yourself? I think it's mentally stealing yourself. Okay. And like encouraging others, you know, like my friends we have like a group of uh, like a a text chain where we send voice messages of like our dating travails on dating apps and like the random ridiculous messages we get sent um Mm -hmm. and so it's like finding a community in dating apps i mean as long as like i i i recently have gotten like way back into tiktok just because i got worn down (laughs) into doing it and like I don't really get a lot of that sort of stuff on my algorithm, but I, there is like a pervasive aura of like self-helpiness around the entire app and like therapizing almost for better or worse. Like, I think like, like most places on the internet, you can find really good community Mm -hmm. on social media, but Mm -hmm people are really taking the therapy speak to a dark place sometimes it sounds like matchmaker maria isn't but like did you keep up with all that um west elm caleb stuff i've heard bits and pieces <laughs> okay so to my understanding because this is also i'm hearing this secondhand because i did not get exposed to almost any of this firsthand mm-hmm. so west elm caleb there's a young man named Caleb who works at West Elm. <laughs> we know this. Mm-hmm. He, he is a designer. That was a furniture designer. So he okay. is, that is cool. That's sexy. Woodworker. Love that. Activities. We love West Elm. They're great. I prefer like yeah. a CB2, but West Elm is pretty yeah. nice. Um, restoration hardware. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, definitely restoration hardware. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he essentially was just like a textbook fuck boy like he went on dates with girls and ghosted them like he would talk to girls via text for a while and then like stop talking to them mm-hmm. which who among us hasn't been subjected to that like yes. we've all been ghosted like I, I mean I've ghosted people before yeah, yeah. I mean like <laughs> you, it's not nice but like it it's not bad. emotional violence like some people like these a lot of these girls banded together on tiktok and like accused him of like gaslighting them and love bombing and like being like emotionally terroristic whoa (laughs) which i think is that's a big that's a bold claim bold word i mean like gaslighting is already one of those words that has been watered down to the point of like utter meaninglessness like yeah and love bombing I think is also on its way like that is something you like a malignant love bombing yeah it's when like like malignant narcissists will like shower you with compliments and praise and physical affection Mm -hmm. and then like become really withholding and like do Mm -hmm. this in a cycle and it's it's like a like narcissistic abuse basically yeah I feel like if someone right off the bat at least in my experience is like you have an amazing smile I'm like ew cringe like I get the ick you know I'm like yeah I'd rather you tell me that like later on once I know you like okay I yeah I can I see that I like my love language is definitely words of affirmation so and I have a podcast so like obviously (laughs) I love validation um no I I enjoy I enjoy a compliment but like there's a difference between like words of affirmation and like 
love bombing, I guess. Like love bomb, but like love bombing yeah. is like according to the APA, like abusive behavior. What West Ham Kalen was doing is not love bombing, and he does not deserve to like get his like personal information shared to millions of people on TikTok. So you're on team Caleb. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> because like <laughs> I'm not like like I think not he was that we have to choose teams. But... He's just like a shitty dude. Like people can yeah. just be shitty dudes and not be like monsters. And I feel I... like TikTok removes all the nuance out. And the, like Twitter and Instagram yeah. too, but like I mean, I feel like you can't get your feelings hurt on the dating apps because like it's an act of boredom is why you're on it yeah and so like you can't if someone like doesn't engage with you in the way you want to it's like okay well yeah you need to like they, they don't something else owe you anything yeah and like they're allowed to go on like multiple dates with multiple people yes during like talk to one gay person <laughs> like I want to <laughs> introduce these girls to like the concept of grinder as an app because like I think they would <laughs> Like the like a supernova would go off in their brain if they saw like yes. what was going on over there. Like, but that is, I guess, all to say that like I feel like TikTok and a lot of social media apps too, like post-pandemic, during pandemic, like has really sapped all like the romance out of dating because people are so sensitive about things. Yes. And I think I mean. I feel like some people use dating apps as almost like a diary and like that's their way of letting out their emotions but I'm like I'm not gonna do that with a stranger I've never met like I'm gonna text you twice and be like here's my number you can ask me to meet oh, up yeah. or not. but like I don't need a pen pal you know no definitely think- not like that I like when I was like on the apps I usually my rule of thumb was like maximum 10 messages back and forth per person mm-hmm. before either cutting bait or go or like trying to schedule a date. Yeah. And whether the date would happen or not eventually. That's a really cute rhyme. It is but cutting bait. Oh uh, <laughs> unintentional <laughs> mother goose. Um <laughs> no, but it, yeah, they're not like diaries and one thing that I mercifully missed on, I think Hinge was the one who did this. Um, the voice, voice the notes. Voice. Yeah. Oh my God. Scary. <laughs> Friend of the pod, Grace Muth, had a viral TikTok recently with an absolutely insane voice note that she got, <laughs> got from a guy <laughs> that I will post in the um, links in the show notes that is very worth a watch but like thank god that was not that like I think I missed that by a month maybe well that's like why do I want to hear your voice that like ruins the element of surprise if I'm already like knowing your interests and your look like the only thing left is really like your true height what you actually are in person versus what you say you are on the app exactly and there's no mistake (laughs) yeah Like it's already um like half of the mystique is already gone because we can see each other's social media profiles already and like yes. gain a pretty almost biographical understanding of another person before you even meet them. Yeah, I know we've talked about this. Like it's yeah. sometimes a good thing when you meet someone who you can't find them on social media. Yeah. And you're like, oh, who are you? Great. Yeah, yeah, like up to the imagination. No, I like, I mean, when, no, like, I definitely don't, I also don't need people like singing at me. Like, I know like gay guys <laughs> on Hinge and I hate to be, well, I don't hate to be stereotypical. I don't hate it. They're like, I don't need to see like <laughs> you singing Defying Gravity to me or like Jason Mraz. Like, yeah. that is like freshman <laughs> dorm guy with guitar in the hallway behavior. And I don't want it. So. Mm-mm no thank you no it's like it's like you know when during the pandemic you would like meet someone and they have a mask on mm-hmm. and then they take the mask off and you're like oh that's what you look like mm-hmm. it's like that's like the element of surprise and that was kind of fun like you'd see someone and be like everyone's so attractive now because I only see their eyes 
Yeah, that's, I think back in like the 1800s, people would have those masquerade balls for the exact same reason, (laughs) but that was a little bit more glamorous than (laughs) than what we're doing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And, but if you try like glitzing up your surgical mask, like they take you straight (laughs) to the hospital. Yeah, we don't need rhinestones on them, like graduation caps. No. Oh, that's. (laughs) <laughs> rhinestone ca- rhinestones on graduation caps is something I need to add for a future episode actually to talk about that um uh, we don't have to get into that right now but so did you decorate your cap no we weren't allowed to <laughs> oh. our our school didn't let us um but people get pretty I mean people get really crazy with those though as we've seen <laughs> like I feel like every year there's a viral a viral cap that is like it's a miracle it doesn't like have one of those like one man bands on it like clanging cymbals <laughs> and like there's like a little propeller going off like it it's really miraculous so we haven't gotten there yet as a culture but if I may ask what are what apps are you on right now like what is like what is the cosmopolitan woman Ooh, searching for calling me a cosmopolitan woman yeah um I would say well currently I'm on hinge in New York, I did Bumble and Hinge for a bit. I was I wasn't on the apps very religiously in New York. Um, I feel like Bumble's kind of like passe now. I don't know. Maybe that's just the society. Yeah, that I'm in. that's. I think not... it's really good for like friendships. I, like a lot of people I know are using it. Like they've moved to new cities and they're doing the Bumble BFF. Thing. Yeah. But I think people have stopped like. I think the thought of like women talking first was intriguing at some point. And then the conversation shifted to like, can't they put in the effort also? Yeah. So Hinge took over. Which is like first wave, second wave feminism <laughs> in a nutshell, essentially. No, I- the, I Include I, men in the conversation. Yeah. Like <laughs> I, I was really not on Bumble all that often in my like you definitely not on this most recent like single Wait. period sorry for the ignorance what was gay bumble like who would speak first i it didn't matter it, it was like whoever matched with whom mm. um i never had any success on bumble except and this isn't <laughs> even a success um i matched with Michael Sam, the first gay NFL player. <laughs> you like football? Yeah, I like football. I love football. Um, go Bengals! I I was I was I saw him because he came to speak at UNC, which was just down the road from us. I didn't see him in person, but I saw him on the apps, and we matched. And uh, I don't want, I'm actually not going to say what we talked about because, because like that feels like too, too much of a privacy violation, but it was not a very engaging conversation, let's just say. And you did not meet up, it sounds like. No, no. I think we exchanged maybe four or five messages. Mm. That was about it. But yeah, he had just broken up <laughs> with his boyfriend who's from a very alleged, 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 a very prominent East Coast mob family. Oh, we love so that. love that. Yeah, cool. <laughs> I would have piv- if imagine pivoting from that to me. That would have been real. Chuck from Staten Island. <laughs> yeah, he was <laughs> dating dating Chuck. Oh my god. Um, but no, I I never really did Bumble. Like I, oh god, like my real single period was 2016 and 2017, and I was using Tinder. Mm-hmm. Bumble do a lesser extent, I guess. And when I moved to LA, I used the league. Oh, which I'm not, I like, I hate saying that, but like, that's, um, that's a real, that's a real throwback. I don't know anyone who's using that these days, but I actually met my, my ex on the league. I feel like people got really excited about the league and it just flopped yeah like those exclusive dating sites are not 
like they're they're just scammy like that Raya one that I the one that you actually have yeah, to pay like forty dollars a month yeah like yeah. I don't need to pay forty dollars a month to keep swiping left on James Charles like that's not <laughs> like that's not a good use of my time or money no so do you think that's how like Ben Affleck met his who was his ex-girlfriend the young one Anna de Armas yeah they met on they met the Wasn't old fashioned way. Well, oh, he was he on Raya. Like there was that viral video last year before he got back together with JLo about like some 20 year old Insta girl swipe left on him. And then he DM'd her a video like being like, hey, why didn't you message me? Like, and, and that's what oh. he sounded like. Like, I'm not trying to be rude, but like that is what That's what said. his voice memo would sound like. Oh, yeah, it, like, I mean, he sounded like, I don't know a little off so yeah. it it was but then he, he got back with J-Lo the next week mm. but he met Ana de Armas on the old-fashioned way on a film set in a movie okay. that they're starring together cute can't we all be so lucky I mean for Hollywood people it's just <laughs> that easy I guess what, what we have to do is get cast in a movie and then uh <laughs> date Chris Pine or whoever you have to like pitch a movie based on your terrible dating story and then you can meet on the movie set yeah <laughs> or like <laughs> option like I mean you that that doesn't even fly in Hollywood these days like you have to either like make another Marvel movie we love Disney I love Disney we love <laughs> Disney um or you have to like option like a beloved children's character or like toy and make that in a movie. I got reminded today that they're making a Polly Pocket movie and Lena Dunham is directing it. So, which I will watch, but. What year are we in? I don't know. I mean, the <laughs> Greta Gerwig's making a Barbie movie. So like, hmm. there's a lot of. Has Barbie not been canceled yet? Barbie is an ever-evolving feminist, and it's narrow-minded <laughs> of you <laughs> to say that she's progressive. How dare I? How dare you? No, like, the, the Barbie movie has been in development for, like, God, like, eight years probably now, and, like, every iteration of the project is a new it's snapshot trash. of, like, where <laughs> the world is culturally in relation to Barbie, because at mm -hmm. one point, Barbie was supposed to be played by Amy Schumer. And what okay. I could only imagine is supposed to be some subversive take on, on Barbie. What we traditionally think of <laughs> as a Barbie. <laughs> like her were like I'm I'm paraphrasing what the intent behind this project. I'm not trying to be rude here. Like it sounds retrograde to do that. Like what was a good idea in like 2015 is weird now, maybe. But now yeah. they've gone the full traditional route and Margot Robbie is playing Barbie. Oh, thank God. So it's like we learned. And then we didn't learn. And then maybe we <laughs> learned again, like somewhere in the sweet middle. So, mm. but, but she's dating in this new movie. I think Ken is being played by Ryan Gosling. So I'd have to assume that there is some element of so the traditional Barbie roles have not been overtaken. Ryan Gosling and Margot Robbie. <laughs> no, <laughs> we're right back where we started. But I, you know, maybe maybe she's like an action maybe. hero in this. Like maybe she's gonna kick the patriarchy's ass and and Dump him. doing it all in pink heels. Yeah. But like, why? I don't know. I we don't need that though because we have Charlie's Angels, which is a perfectly great movie that I could watch over that and over and over out. again. Yeah. Yeah. Which character would you be? Uh, Drew. <laughs> Of course. Drew. I literally, I was at a coffee shop over the weekend and they asked me my name and I said Drew twice before, like, and he couldn't hear me. And I was like, Drew, like Drew Barrymore. And he was like, oh, and like, if I had a nickel for every time I've had to do that at a coffee shop in my life. Like, People are like, you wish, Drew. I would, truly, I wish. Um, But no, who would you be? Cameron Diaz. Obviously. Yeah, I see that. Yeah. Or oh like Carrie in Sex and the City. I'm a Carrie yeah. as well. I hate, that was so like annoying <laughs> to say. <laughs> like it's so main, main character syndrome, which is another thing that like is like a TikTok romance plague, I feel like. Are you like, 
Kim, Courtney, or Chloe? Oh, God. Oh, no. I, I, I honestly, like, I feel like I'm like a Courtney-Chloe hybrid almost. But I wonder if a Courtney-Chloe hybrid is just Kim. Hmm. Courtney, I find just... And I've gone on record on this podcast as saying that I just think she has nothing to offer, but um, I'm happy but that you, she's engaged, I guess. Talk about someone who's found romance. I was going to say, that is something like the Courtney Travis tongue makeout vibe aesthetic and that like Kanye and his new girl. Yeah, Julia Fox. Are, emulating with the tongues out I feel like that is not happening in dating in the pandemic no it it doesn't (laughs) seem easily replicable either like Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly also just got engaged and I saw that her ring that's beautiful it's like a diamond and an emerald like teardrop gorgeous it It has little barbs on inside the band so it hurts when she ta- tries to take it off as a reminder of his love. Yeah, which is like <laughs> creepy, but it's also like, I don't know, that like goth love, it's a pure love. <laughs> like, I genuinely think those two are going to make it work. Like two wow. crazy kids. Those three couples, that's the, that's the one. But like, I don't think any of us are going to like, out in river north and looking for our machine gun kellys like that doesn't seem that doesn't seem like a good goal and also like that result is just almost impossible like buy me a ring that hurts me yeah Yeah, i don't think you want to be saying that (laughs) to someone at a bar in river north there's always been like an element of like fetishizing tragic love or whatever like that's literally just like Romeo and Juliet onward and I feel like we because of COVID are not stable enough to actually like to actually replicate that like without some like tragic results like someone's gonna end up in the river so dark dark I know but like it's like I don't think anyone's well adjusted right now and that's no, the dating not. scene is not gonna like I don't know there's just it's just messy like if you try to like get too creative with it I feel like right now like you're really <laughs> playing with fire so going down the MGK like Travis route seems like a and maybe we should just all be embracing our emo goth selves again that, is, that I mean, what's, is that what's finding success it's that in like the trad wife twee girls Zoe de Chanel of it all that's kind of like the other societal undercurrent like there was some Megan Trainer song that was going viral a few weeks ago on TikTok and it was just girls in like 50s house dresses like baking for their husbands hmm. yeah <laughs> Which is very like original Barbie of them, I guess. To like, oh, if my options are Barbie over goth love, I guess I need to buy black lipstick. Yeah, yeah, that out of those two, that definitely seems more fun. The best option, it's not looking great, (laughs) it's what it sounds like. Like, the options are bleak. Um. But love is an eternal force, I guess. Love is in the air somewhere. Somewhere. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> up, up, up. Once it's leaking out through it. the hole in the ozone <laughs> layer, but it's like still, it's still here somewhere. But uh, all right. Well, may, I think we've got to move on to our final segment. Okay, let's do it. So we are going to play Tear the Community Apart. The rules are simple. I've picked two songs, and you're going to tell me which one is better. Easy. I'm nervous. Okay. So I have picked two songs from late 2013, early 2014 
that are both from the really, really, really weird micro genre that was extremely popular and extremely like flash on the pan of EDM songs incorporating country music. Whoa. It was like four months and then it went away forever and we never thought about <laughs> it again. But these two songs are easily the two biggest hits from that genre. Okay. So which song is better? Timber by Pitbull and Kesha or Wake Me Up by Avicii and Aloe Black. Oh, wait, are we saying Kesha is country? No, but like Timber is. Because it's wood? <laughs> Stat- Staten Island Chuck somewhere in heaven is like, thumbs up, <laughs> thumbs up. Um, no, like I, cause the, there's like, um, like a country riff in there like the like it's like a harmonica banjo kind of thing okay wake me up definitely has banjo wake me up yeah I can I can feel the country vibes I think timber has to be better okay I think timber is just one of those songs where like it comes on you're at a party everyone's excited like you can funny dance to it. You can crazy dance. It's all the, all the things. Wake Me Up was on the radio so much that like, I think it's ingrained in our heads. It's almost like a, like an alarm, like wake me yeah. up. Like it's, you, it comes on and you're <laughs> yeah. like, you're like, oh my God. Oh, where yeah, like, like it's, it is like one of those songs that will flash you back to a very specific point in time. Yes. That maybe was like, you're late teens and you're like I don't need to go back to yeah I think we were both freshmen in college mm. during Which this was a fun time but... yeah fun time like the mute like I I'm also going was, timber on this timber the same too timber is the I yeah know. same year yeah I same. would definitely go timber yeah I I agree I I really actually don't like Wake Me Up as a song. Like, usually I try to pick two songs I kind of like, but this time, <laughs> this time it's like a song that I think is like- You were like, choose six... the right answer. <laughs> well, I, we we don't judge here except for when we do, but today, like, I'm not <laughs> judging. Um, yeah, like, Timber's like a six out of 10 for me and, and Wake Me Up is like a three or a four. Just because, like, I, I, I was never, like, the biggest Avicii fan in general, R.I.P. Like, he made some incredible contributions to the genre. But, like, I, um, the, the one, Mr. Worldwide. Mr. Worldwide is just a force in nature. Like, mm-hmm. and um, the one college bar in Durham that people went to with any frequency was Shooter's Saloon. Okay which was like an old Western, like wagon wheel kind of. Where they played timber. Well, when that song came out, it became like the unofficial anthem of shooters. And my entire tenure in college, they played that every night. Wow. Every single night. And it it became like the anthem. Yes. Yeah, but it also has like a harmonica riff. (laughs) Like if you, that harmonica riff is like, so like honky tonk to me. Now I feel like I need like an acoustic timber. I bet you can find it. I bet (laughs) I bet some guy on hinge is like trying to do like some like soulful like vine cover. Yeah. Oh god. I that hurts. That really does hurt. Um but no, they're both like yeah, whatever. I mean not my not my favorite songs, but like I was trying to like I come up with this segment by trying to come up with like two like symmetrical songs if you catch if you get what I'm saying like yeah and this felt like a fun one I feel like if Timber came on the radio I was like scanning the radio I would turn up the volume oh yeah no we we, wake me up came on I would click next yeah I mean we were just on a trip together a few weekends ago and someone put on Timber yeah and it was like a whole wow. last mood <laughs> as the kids are saying but like it was no it like it is like a really fun like throwbacky song in the same like and it hits in the same way that a lot of those like late 2000s like pop bops are just like an instant nostalgia rush it's like empty calories mm-hmm. kind of but it's like fun fun empty calories I love fun empty calories yeah 
<laughs> just like this podcast empty 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 no thoughts head empty podcast um well sarah this has been absolutely so much fun thank you for doing oh my this God. retweet right back at you so fun thank you for um, having me if you would like to be found on social media where can you be found uh, my instagram is sarah hill 112 excellent um, you can find me on Twitter at FK Pigs with a Z on Instagram at Drew Haskins and follow Crisis Twink Pod on Insta and Twitter to get direct updates from the podcast, which are usually pretty fun and mostly just TikToks I find and download on my phone and ruin my data with. So it's, uh, <laughs> my storage is getting too full. <laughs> And I've only had TikTok for a week or for three weeks. So I need to do some pruning, do some spring cleaning up in there. But um, all right. Well, until next time, thank you so much. This was a, a treat. This and is so we, fun. Happy gr- early Groundhog Day. Happy early Groundhog Day. And uh, bye, everyone. Bye.